بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد وفرقان حميد بعد أعوذ بالله من شيطان رجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس تقول ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم نقيبا وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاتي ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون 
وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that just as he has gathered us here today on this day of Jum'ah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us along with our families in Jaddal Firdaus al-A'la in the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba, ameen ya rabbal alameen. It is the month of Rabiul Awwal, the month wherein historically it is known the month in which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was born. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He had mercy upon His creation. SubhanAllah, when you say the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the events that took place prior to the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a stage that was set up for the welcoming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, one of the most iconic stories that we find in the story or in the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, the story of Abraha and how he tried to invade Mecca with his elephants. Many of the seerah ulama, they say that the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected Mecca and the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave izzah to the people of Mecca is because that was the same year wherein Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was born. And in order to protect Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah destroyed the army of Abraha. Because think about it, had Abraha come inside Mecca and had he conquered Mecca, he would have made everyone slaves. And hence, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would have been born into slavery out of protecting Rasulullah and protecting the people of Mecca and giving izzah to the people of Mecca and because of the Kaaba being there Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed Abraha and his entire army the point is that in the seerah of the Prophet there are many stories that are mentioned many events that took place around the world which was a sign an indication that something of great importance is about to happen and that was the year Rasulullah was born brothers and sisters when we talk about Rasulullah the most important thing that we need to take from the life of the Prophet and the understanding that we need to develop and establish is that there is no way we can get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without going through Rasulullah Allah says in the Quran قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهِ You want to get to Allah, you want to earn the love of Allah, you want to earn the mercy of Allah, you want to earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no one can get to Allah without going through Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as a result of a person going through Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and living their life like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not only would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love them, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us the ultimate prize within the hereafter which is forgiveness Allah says and there is no specification of forgiveness in this dunya or in the akhirah but in the akhirah the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that every single believer will hope for and they will wish for on the day of judgment because any person 
who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives. And when any person upon whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers his mercy upon on the day of judgment, that is automatically an entry into Jannah. So the only way we get to Allah is through Rasulullah sallallahu And as a result, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us his maqfirah and his forgiveness. Brothers and sisters, when you say the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there's so many words that can describe Rasulullah sallallahu he was kind, he was just, he was balanced in his life. Never in his life he was, was he an extremism or he would apply extremism in his life. He was always balanced. He was modest. He was truthful. He was generous at all times. No matter how much he wanted, he would always think about others. He was ethical in everything that he did. Usually we are today, in many cases we are ethical, but we are ethical when we want to be ethical. And when we want, we will remove ethics out of the picture for our own gain. Rasulullah was ethical at every single moment in life. Not only that, but as a leader, he was patient. He had leadership qualities. He was always willing to put others and their need above his needs. When it came to migrating to Habisha, he as a leader could have said that you, we are suffering here in Mecca. I'm going to go to Habisha and you all will stay here. That's not what Rasulullah did. He sent everyone to Habisha or a lot of people to Habisha. The, the majority of those who were Muslims in Mecca, at that time he has sent them to Habisha. But as a leader, he really exhibited patience and he stayed in Mecca. The Prophet was sincere. He had established equality that there was no class, there was no caste system. Allah, the Prophet he abolished this practice during his time. The Prophet was humble. He, the Prophet he was brave. Rasulullah he was helpful and he was merciful and the list goes on and on when it comes to Rasulullah Brothers and sisters, when we learn about Rasulullah what does Allah one from us. What are we supposed to do when it comes to the Prophet ﷺ? Number one is that we always defend the honor of Rasulullah ﷺ. We always show respect to the Prophet ﷺ. We're willing to give up everything that we have for Rasulullah ﷺ. We're willing to make sacrifices for the deen of Rasulullah ﷺ. And not only that, but we care about the sunnah of Rasulullah ﷺ. Brothers and sisters, when you love Rasulullah ﷺ, that love is manifested in the form of obedience in the form of doing something for someone else. SubhanAllah, when the things I just mentioned right now, love and respect and so forth, these are the things that we learn from the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. The Sahaba, they exhibited all these things I just mentioned to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, not out of fear. Today, SubhanAllah, you know how many people show respect to a political leader? You know why? Because of fear. You know why people show respect to political leaders? Because there is some gain in it for themselves. The Sahaba never showed that love and that respect and that dignity to the Prophet ﷺ because there was something in it for them. No, they did it out of love for the Prophet ﷺ. They knew that there is no genuine man more than Rasulullah ﷺ and the history of mankind. There is no one who is more documented than Rasulullah ﷺ and the history of mankind. And there is no one who is more praiseworthy than the Prophet ﷺ. There is no one who is spoken about in a dignified way and whose name is taken in a dignified way than, than what it is with Rasulullah 
every single moment around the world, many people are taking the name of Rasulullah Whenever we hear Rasulullah, we say Every single moment, every single second, around the clock, somewhere around the world, the name, the adhan is taking place, and in that adhan, the the word and the phrase Ashhadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah is being mentioned. There is no one who has been given that kind of respect than none other than Rasulullah So quickly, let's go through some of the stories that we find in the life of the Prophet How these Sahaba exhibited these things for the Prophet First of all, is when you talk about the love for the Prophet Think about. The moment in Medina. Subhanallah, you and I, we don't know what Medina was. We have not studied enough what Medina is. But subhanAllah, if you study what Medina is, and the, and the environment in Medina, and what it was like when Rasulullah was there, and subhanAllah, the darkness that overcame the city of Medina, subhanAllah, on the saddest days, on the saddest days of humanity, the day when Rasulullah he passed away. That day, brothers and sisters, there was chaos in Medina. There was, the Sahaba did not know how to function, how to live without Rasulullah It was the saddest day. And Bilal radiallahu an, because Sirah teaches us that there was no Satul Janaza on Rasulullah in a collective way. People came throughout the entire day and they just kept on praying their own individual Salatul Janazah on Rasulullah And then where was Rasulullah buried? He was not buried in Baqi. He was buried in the room of Aisha radiallahu anha, our mother. And at that point, after that, while the Khilafah was being established, and Abu Bakr radiallahu anha was being in one way sworn in, and, he, and people were paying their allegiance to Abu Bakr radiallahu anha. Think about a person like Bilal radiallahu anha. A man who was there with Rasulullah from day one. He was there and giving his support. The Prophet supported him so much. He was there throughout, from the time of Makkah all the way till now. And now he's in Medina and he does not know how to function without Rasulullah. And he decides that I love Rasulullah so much and I miss Rasulullah so much that I cannot live in Medina. Today, when you and I, when we go for Hajj and Umrah, everyone says, majority of people say that if you go to Medina, you find that peace and that tranquility. You don't want to leave from Medina. Imagine how much Bilal loved Rasulullah. The a city of peace. He's willing to leave that city of peace because he cannot walk the streets of Medina knowing that Rasulullah no longer does exist. That's how much pain he was going through. The reason why he was going through that pain is because how much he loved Rasulullah And he left and he went to Habsha and uh, he went to Damascus. And after he came back from Damascus one time, he came and he saw that Hassan Hussein are sitting there in the masjid of the Prophet And they are requesting him to give adhan. And subhanAllah, the minute he gives the adhan, everyone comes out of their homes because they recognize that that was the voice of none other than Bilal it reminded them of the good old days of the life of the Prophet ﷺ. And subhanAllah, this is what love is. 
This is the love of Bilal radiallahu that he had for the Prophet Today, once again, the question is, how much love do you and I, we have for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Out of love, the Sahaba, they were willing to defend the honor of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the incident of Hudaybiyyah, when emissaries were coming one after another, the Muslims were camped outside of Mecca. They were camped at Hudaybiyyah. They were not being allowed to come into Mecca to perform Umrah. Mecca was under the under the, the control of the Quraysh. The Quraysh said that you cannot come inside Mecca. They're sending, they're sending emissaries after emissaries. And one of them came to the Prophet ﷺ. And he says, and the Sira mentions, that he came closer to the Prophet ﷺ. And he was trying to grab the beard of Rasulullah ﷺ. Just out of love and respect. But subhanAllah, at that time, the Sahaba, they stood up. The minute someone would have come even closer to the Prophet ﷺ, and they felt that the Prophet's life is in danger, then they would stand up and they at that time they put their sword to the hand of this man and they said that you don't ever dare touch Rasulullah. When this man came back to the Quraysh and they asked him, What did you what did you see and what happened? Tell us what happened. He says, I have been to the courts of the kings. I have been I have been to the courts of Caesar and Najashi and so forth, and I have not seen anyone who is respected well enough like the Prophet. I have not seen anyone respect their leader the way the Sahaba, the way the Sahaba and the companions they respect Rasulullah. Whenever the Prophet he speaks, no one would ever speak. They all are all they're all are ears to the Prophet. When the Prophet would make wudu, the water that falls falls off the limbs of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They were there to get, to get that water and they would rub it on their, on, their, on, their, um, on their bodies. This is the love and respect. He says that I have not seen anywhere, but I've seen that with the, with the companions when it came to their love and respect they have for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Of course, when it comes to us, there is no way we can defend the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But in this day and age, no doubt that we can defend the honor of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When you and I hear people saying such comments and if I can fix it and if I can change someone's mindset and correct someone we need to always correct them when it comes to respecting Rasulullah of course the Sahaba they had immense amount of respect for the Prophet but think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showing respect to the Prophet never in the Quran never in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whenever he wanted to get the attention of the Prophet he never would refer to him as Ya Muhammad. He always referred to him as Ya Ayyuhar Rasul, Ya Ayyuhar Nabi. This is Allah teaching us what respect is. This is what Allah is teaching us what respect is. Next time when we hear Muhammad, we say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When I hear Rasulullah, at least I can say Rasulullah Alaihi Wasallam. That is a respect that we can show Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. These are the same Sahaba radiallahu anhum that they were willing to give up their life. And they're willing to give up and make sacrifices. Whatever it did, whatever it took, they're willing to give up their life. We find from the story of the battle of Badr. The Prophet ﷺ, prior to making hijrah to Medina, there was an agreement between the Prophet ﷺ and the Ansar that if we go outside of Mecca, I mean, if we go outside of Medina, 
you do not have to come and fight with us. But if you are in Medina, we are in Medina, then you will stay and you will fight alongside with me. This was the agreement when the battle of Badr came around and the Prophet knows that now he has to go outside of Medina to go and fight with the Quraysh. The Prophet he was there and he's asking the Sahaba that who is going to support, support me? Who is going to be there to be with me, alongside with me? And of course, some of the Muhajirun and some of the, the senior Sahaba, like people, people like Abu Bakr and others, they stood up and they said, Ya Rasulullah, we are with you. But the Prophet ﷺ, he wanted to gauge the loyalty and the support of the Ansar. And that is when Sa'ab Mu'ad he got up and he says, Ya Rasulullah, no matter what the situation is, if you go to the ends of the earth, we will go with you to the ends of the earth. Even if you go through the oceans, we will be there with you. No matter what the situation is, we are always going to be with you, O Rasulullah wasallam. These are the Sahaba who were willing to give up their lives. Why? Not because of fear of the Prophet but because of the love that they had for Rasulullah wasallam. These are the same people that they're willing to sacrifice whatever, it, whatever they were required to do for Rasulullah for the love of they, that they had for Rasulullah that in the battle of Uhud the Prophet's helmet um, the helmet broke and the, the iron of the helmet was lodged in the jaws of Rasulullah at that time Abu Ubaidah ibn Jarrah he came and he yanked the piece of metal that was lodged in the jaws of the Prophet he yanked it out with his teeth and when he did that he lost a tooth at that time Abu Bakr he says oh Abu Ubaidah let me do the second one and he says no oh Abu Bakr this is my moment this is my moment. I will not let you steal my moment. This is the time that I want to do something for Rasulullah And he went to the other side and as he yanked the second piece of iron that was lodged in the jaws of the Prophet he lost another tooth. He did not care how much he's bleeding from his teeth. Why? They were willing to make sacrifices for Rasulullah This is what you call love. And finally we find that how much the Prophet he cared for us it's natural when someone cares for you, you only care for them and you only love them. Rasulullah he mentions in a hadith that every single Nabi was given a dua. And every single Nabi asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their du'as were accepted and their du'as were granted. And he says that Allah gave me also that that you know that permission to ask for whatever I wanted and he says that I have reserved that dua for my ummah in the hereafter I do not want anything in this dunya if there's anything I want it is going to be in the hereafter and it's not going to be for my uncle Abu Talib it's not going to be for my other family members who died without Islam it's going to be for my ummah for brothers and sisters for you and I sitting over here that is what Rasulullah is talking about if Rasulullah is so caring for us and he makes so much dua for us how much do we need to care about Rasulullah and the sunnah of Rasulullah Today we are living a life as if we don't even care about what the sunnah of the Prophet is. Brothers and sisters, we need to develop the love of the Prophet Only the love, once we develop the love of, of the Prophet only then we can be like Rasulullah and live the life of Rasulullah and behave like Rasulullah and have a personality like Rasulullah I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the love of the Prophet and everything that comes with the love 
love of the Prophet and do and may Allah grant us the ability to do whatever it takes to live by the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fi Qur'an azim wa nafa'ana wa iyyakum ma'ati wa dhikil hakeem. Astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'il muslimina fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فاذا قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والقرآن الحميد بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى Ali Muhammad, Kama Salaita Ali Ibrahim, Wala Ali Ibrahim in Nakhamid Majid, Mabarak Ala Muhammad, Wala Ali Muhammad, Kambarak Tala Ibrahim, Wala Ali Ibrahim in Nakhamid Majid, Amma Bad. The question is now that once we understand that what love does and how love really motivates a person to show their obedience and their love and their respect and their care for someone else, then the question is that how do we develop that love for the Prophet? Four things inshallah I'm going to share with you quickly. Number one is that in order to be in, in order to love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have to start living a life like Rasulullah sallam. And how do we do that? Through the sunnahs of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet has taught us every single thing in life. In every single aspect of life, when we wake up, when we go to sleep, how we go to sleep, when I go to the restroom, how do I go to the restroom, what do I need to do in the restroom, when it comes to treating others, in every single aspect of life, there are sunnahs of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today we talk about the life of the Prophet we talk about the sunnahs of the Prophet and we just simply ignore it. No, the only way we can come close to the Prophet and love Rasulullah is through his sunnahs. So that is why it is important that we observe Observe the sunnahs and we teach our children the sunnahs of Rasulullah. Number two, we need to study the life of the Prophet. Knowing bits and pieces about the life of the Prophet is not sufficient, but going into the life of the Prophet and studying his life and knowing there are so many things that we can learn from every single incident in the life of the Prophet. Even, even before he became a prophet, there are so many gems that we find in the seerah of the Prophet that we can apply in our daily life. So the second way that we can love Rasulullah or develop the love of the Prophet is to study his life and to study his seerah. The next one is to send our salawat our peace and blessings upon Rasulullah There are so many blessings and there are so many rewards for sending our peace and blessings upon the Prophet And not only that but it is the day of Friday. The day of Friday is the day where we find the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. And there are many ahadith mentioned about sending our peace and blessings upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam on the day of Friday. Think about this, brothers and sisters. How much did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sacrifice for you and I? How much he did? And not only that, but how much will Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam do for you and I in the hereafter? The least that we can do is take some time out, or even while we're driving our car, or we are engaged somewhere else and doing something where we might not be doing anything productive that time. There is nothing wrong in saying, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad. Keep on making it, making, sending our peace and blessings upon Rasulullah wasallam. The Prophet wasallam mentions in a hadith that the people who will be the closest to me on the day of judgment are those who would often send their peace and blessings.
blessings upon me. So that is why we keep on sending our peace and blessings upon Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And finally, the best way to develop the life, of, the love for the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is that in every single situation, in every single situation in life, ask yourself, what would my Prophet Muhammad sallallahu do in this particular situation? Often we get emotionally carried away. Often we get, you know, we are, we are distracted in many different ways. Always ask yourself, in this particular situation, what would my Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do? And that is the solution. Someone will say, well, that is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said or he did. The way, what, what the Prophet has taught us to do, that is the best way to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we do according to what the Prophet he did, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will forgive us. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the tawfiq to develop the love of the Prophet. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who will receive the shafa'a of Rasulullah in the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who will be the closest to the Prophet on the day of judgment. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the love of the Prophet and give us the ability to live out the life and live, life, live the life of the Prophet not only us but our upcoming generations. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma ansur islam wal muslimin Allahumma ansur islam wal muslimin fi kulli makan Allahumma ansurna ala man khalafana wahfad biladana wa aslih awladana wa ashfi maradana wa aafi mubtalana warham mawtana wa khud biaydina ila kulli khair wa asimna min kulli shar wahfadna min kulli dhair Allahumma qasimna min khashyatika ma tahulu bihi bayna bayna wa'asiyatik wa min ta'atik ma tabalighuna bihi jannatak wa min yaqini ma tuhawinu bi alayna masaib al-dunya wa matti'na bi asma'ina wa بصارنا وقواتنا ما حيتنا وجعله الوارث منا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشى ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب أمين رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون أقيم الصلاة Straight lines, fill in the gaps. There's a lot of space here on my right side. So brothers coming in the, uh, in the far back left area, please come here to the, to the right side. Please make sure the rows are complete. Sisters, please make sure the rows are complete. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. Hayya ala salati, hayya ala al-falah. 
قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله